0: To be epic, you have to master the matrix of fundamentals. Let's take a shortcut to the summit. Welcome to Launch Code with Jennifer Jones. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Launch Code 9. I am trying something new tonight. We are streaming live. I can see everyone over in Ignite and Launch. I am Jennifer Jones. I am the mother of four, married to a Canadian guy. I was in pharmaceutical reps for 20 years, you guys. I carried the bag day in and day out. And one day, uh, an opportunity dropped from the cosmos and onto my lap in direct sales. I said, yes, immediately. I was looking for a way out. I wanted to reinvent myself. I wanted to be my own boss. And the rest is history. But I'll tell you guys, on this journey, I realized there's lots of other men and women that have done really, really cool things in a very similar way. So I started launch code last year to bring them to life to bring them to us so we can learn from these people that are like you know what I'm not going to do it the traditional way. I'm not going to stick with what I've done just because that's what I've always done. Just because I spent 15 years, I imagine, Carrie, or more, (laughs) going to school for one certain thing. So I started it. I want to interview people, the movers and shakers um, in our industry, in other industries, and bring them straight to you. Not only so you can hear from them on this live Zoom and this streaming WebEx over in Ignite and Launch, but also so you can follow them and interact with them. Carrie's doing some really, really cool stuff, you guys. So a little background. I have known her. We just did some quick math for 25 years, maybe more. And you know how social media can keep you connected. And I noticed wow, like she's really doing something. She's really shaking it up. She's really shaking up the status quo. And I was so attracted to that. So I've asked her for several, several, several months to come on and share with my network everything about her, how she did it, why she did it, and most importantly, what she's doing now and how it helps women and maybe men, but I think mostly women, right, Carrie?
1: i got um, a few men. I have a few, just a few. Oh, yeah. Okay,
0: so, um, without further ado, I'm introducing you to Dr. Carrie Holland. Carrie, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure. Um, well, thanks first. Thanks so much, Jennifer, for having me. This is like so fun. Um, I mean, again, I think it was like cheerleading days at Selvage. So, I mean, this is like, Oh, the- you, went, you went
0: 30 years back, honey. Actually. Yeah.
1: We're really like, talking like middle school here. So it's been a while, but it's really fun to be back together in this way. Um, so, Really the quick and dirty about me, very simple, is I'm a formerly burned out physician who got out of my own way and like changed my life. So, you know, I went to college, very intent on going to medical school. That was pretty much like always in the cards. Like I was always a science girl, always into math, kind of nerdy, whatever. But I really enjoyed science and decided that medicine was the way to go. So I eventually did that. I went to college. I went to medical school. And I followed a very traditional path, Um, you know, in medical school, you're groomed to be one thing, and that is a doctor. And that's what I did. I chose family medicine because I am a talker, as you will see. Um, I really enjoyed forming relationships with people. I really liked the idea of being with my patients from birth until the end of life. So I delivered babies. I did all of it. I was a faculty member. I taught. Um, I had my own inpatient practice. I did outpatient medicine. And along the way, I just got fried. Um, I mean, medicine is, you know, I went into medicine thinking that I wanted to help people. I mean, that's why most people go into medicine. Um, But the traditional medical model is just not set up to take care of people the way that I wanted to. Um, And so it was through working through my own burnout that I got into fitness. And that's where everything pretty much changed um, for the better.
0: And I followed that journey. So, wow, wow, wow. So tell us, I understand being a pharmaceutical rep, calling, harassing, bugging doctors like you all day. I understand a little bit of why you would be burned out, but Carrie wasn't part of it that you take health so seriously? Health is like paramount in your life. And I imagine it would be very frustrating to treat people all day that don't feel the same way. It's like, it's almost like you're always swimming upstream, right?
1: Uh yes um and i i mean i'm generalizing because there are there are patients or there were patients that sorry my computer is asking me to update i mean there were patients oh, that were wow. very much interested in You know, in non traditional, maybe I don't want medicine, help me through this. You know, how can I treat my pre diabetes or treat my high blood pressure cholesterol without medicine? That was not the majority of my experience. And doing all of these things in a 15 minute patient visit just wasn't cutting it for me. Um, So there were so many things that you just can't get to when you're dealing with medications and social issues and depression and all these other things that working on diet and exercise always ended up being the last thing. When in reality, it probably could have been the first thing because that was what was going to get patients results. And again, that's not for everything, but for so many of the things that I was treating, I knew in my soul that (laughs) diet and exercise played such a key factor. And that's when the writing just started to get on the wall. Like there was something else that I could do here.
0: So how do you get out? So you've invested all this time, all this energy, money, 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 (laughs) <laughs> all of the schooling, you're locked into the 12 hour days, I imagine. So you're into fitness. I saw you building that whole fitness career. So then how, at what point are you like, I can do something else? Cause most of us feel crap. Like this is what we do for the rest of our lives.
1: Sure. You know? I mean, I I felt the same way. I felt, I mean, trapped is probably the best way that I could describe it. I felt totally trapped because again, I'm still, I mean, I'm still paying off my student loans and I will be. Um, and so that in and of itself was like, okay, I need to make a move here, but I need to do something that I can like pay my bills. So I didn't have all the answers and I just decided that because I love fitness, I was going to do the next thing I could think of. And I just started personal training. So I got my personal training certification really just with the intent of having something else to do. And it was ironic because my gym that I trained at was literally down the street from the clinic where I was seeing patients. So I was seeing my patients and then I would cart off to the gym to train my clients. And so I did it. I did it very, you know, when you are in career transition. You know, there's some people that take the flying leap and there's some that take the slow and steady approach. And that was me. I was a slow burn. I took slow and steady steps trying to figure out, okay, what is, what's the next right move here? Knowing full well that there was no one right answer, but by at least taking some action, I knew that the next steps would present themselves to me when I started doing something. So that's what I did. So I took another test and I got my personal training certification. It's okay. like any doctor would do. I just went and took more tests. And then I did the personal (laughs) training for a while and was like, this isn't it. Like, I really loved the exercise, but I kept noticing over and over again, people were like, well, how do I eat? What do I do to build muscle? How do I do this? Like, they were lifting the weights, but they didn't know what to do when they got out of the gym. And so that was the next piece to the puzzle. So, of course, again, I went and took another test because that's what I do. And I got my health coach certification. Because again, in medical school, we didn't really get any nutrition training. My hope is that it's changed now. I graduated a while ago, um, but there was no nutrition education. So I didn't feel equipped to coach my clients on that. So I got it. And then I did that and realized, okay, I can tell them how to eat. I can tell them how to move, but why aren't they following through on this? Like what is going on here? Like something was missing. So there was yet another piece. And then through my own personal junk, I came into life coaching. So I was going through some horrible stuff with my family and my marriage, all the things. And I had already done therapy and I was like, okay, there's going to be something else here. And I was introduced to life coaching. And that's when my whole world turned upside down for the better. And what I realized was that was it. That was the missing, that was really the missing piece. I mean, any person can tell you how to eat and exercise, to lose weight, build muscle, whatever. But it's until you get into your brain and figure out the true reasons, the negative self-talk, the self-doubt, the criticism, the imposter syndrome, lack of confidence. It's all of those things that need to be addressed before the eating and moving are really going to stick. And that's where everything, again, that's when everything blew up in the best way possible. Cause then, then I knew I was like, okay, that's the missing piece. So I got my life coach certification and hopefully now I'm done for a while with certifications.
0: (laughs) I couldn't even get all the certifications on the invite. So, okay. So I want to stop you right there. So the things you just talked about that people struggle with, with eating or body, whatever is the exact same things that I see people struggle with every day in their business. I had never heard it equated to diet or exercise or lifestyle. I just always think it's a business, like you can't get out of your own way to start or run a business. Mm-hmm. So tell me, like, really break it down to me. How did you find, how were you introduced to life coaching? Like, you don't need to give us names, but like, how sure. do we find the next step? Because so many of us are like stuck, like, I don't know who to talk to. I don't know where to look. And you mm-hmm. were breadcrumbing yourself. You're like, let me get out of my circle, do personal training, get a new hobby, all the stuff. But when, like, how did that drop onto your lap or how did you find it?
1: It was through a Facebook group. Um, so I am part of so many Facebook groups um, and one of them is a physician mom's group. And um, one of the one of the posts in there was something about a weight loss coach. And so I found her and she had a podcast and I listened to her and she's kept talking about this. Um, the place where she got certified was called the Life Coach School. And I was like, okay, I got to check this out. So then I found the Life Coach School and they have a podcast. And I started listening to that. And that is when I was like, okay, I need to train under this person. So the founder of the Life Coach School, her name is Brooke Castillo, and she has really built, I mean, if you want to yeah, talk about-
0: Yeah, you know her? Uh, yeah.
1: I've I, I Of course knows you her. do,
0: Pia, of course. Awesome.
1: Um, I mean, she is, she, I mean, you talk about a successful entrepreneur, she is a multiple- Eight figure business woman. I mean, she founded the Life Coach School and built it into, frankly, the empire that it is today. But it's because she has an excellent model. She has an excellent system. She knows how to run a business and she's a damn fine coach. Um, So I got coached by her myself. And that one experience in and of itself was enough to say, okay, I'm in. I mean, it was amazing. Um, so, was yeah,
0: Facebook group, you know, yeah. like again, we're all wondering how we find the person, how we find the mentor, how we find the coach. So it was just something you observed, essentially. It was that,
1: yeah, it was that simple. I mean, I guess looking back at it right now, right? You look back on it and you're like, oh yeah, there. it all makes sense. At the time I was just swimming and then I found this. And I mean, I remember cleaning toilets and listening to this podcast and I was like, who is this woman? I need to like train under her. Um, But I'm so, I mean, I'm so glad I did. So
0: Okay, so we're all looking her up as you speak, okay? So at what point were you feeling confident enough that like, I'm actually going to leave My, I mean, 12 hour day job. However, I know it's not nine to five for you. So walk me through that transition because that is so scary because you did burn the bridge of like the corporate medical doctor, hospital network, or you know.
1: So in my doctor job, I was a full time employee. So I was full time, slowly but surely, I kept basically renegotiating my contract to go from 1.0 to 0.8 to 0.6 to 0.5. 0.5 was as low as they would let me go. So I was like, "Fine." So I jammed those two days. I jammed it into two days so that I could have the other three days of the work week for coaching. And then when I felt that I got busy enough that I could make this happen for like legit then I submitted my resignation. And that was in, it was in November of 2019. Um, I had to give six months notice. So I was still there, like through the beginning of the pandemic. So I left my doctor job for real in May of 2020. So I've been at it full time since May of 2020.
0: Doctors are underpaid, but they make enough. They're underpaid. Okay. With yeah. all the insurance rigmarole and all the time, but like that was steady money. That was mm-hmm. something you could and then you pivoted to, like, I'm going to go in all in on myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, that must have been really, really scary.
1: Oh, it's terrifying. I mean, I, at the beginning, I took a six figure pay cut. I mean, I'm not afraid to admit it. I mean, I think as women, and I'm sure, I don't know if there's men on here too, but like, we need to be able to talk about money. And I think it's totally okay to want to make significant money. There's nothing wrong with that. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I came from a home where my mom was completely dependent on my dad, my dad, my mom didn't graduate high school. So she was completely dependent on my dad for everything. And I saw that and I promised to myself never, ever, ever, that was never going to be me. So even though I left this very comfortable, very prestigious, very, whatever job with all the bells and whistles, I was like, screw that because I was miserable. And I knew that I could go in on myself and I was a safe bet so the answer was pretty like clear by then. And I'd proven myself to myself by slowly, but surely doing it. I kept telling more and more people, Hey, I'm a coach. I think I can help you. And I gave them a good experience. Like that was my job, but my job was to give them a really great experience. So then they went and told their friends and now their friends are my clients and so on and so on. So yeah, oh my
0: God.
1: it was, it was good stuff. It was really I good. I think
0: the title of this, uh, when we post this on YouTube needs to be like, I took a six figure pay cut because <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. because we know, but I'm like that again, you guys, like when we get all in our head and our businesses, whatever your business is, I'm like, listen to this, like literally burned the bridge back. There's no safety net. And she's like, I'm going to go all in on myself. And what I say is when you work for yourself, you show up for work and you don't disappoint yourself. You don't half-ass it when you work for yourself because you're all you've got. Okay. So you did it. So you started the other business. Tell us all about that. And I want to break down how you actually built that because that is so profound that one person can be like, yeah, I'm actually going to, and then you did all the things. So I mean, the
1: first step, yeah, the first step I took was I got a business coach, but this was also, it was one of the best things I did and was one of the mistakes that I made because I got a business coach, but the coach that I got was not at all in tune with online business. He was a multi-million dollar landscaper who knew nothing about the online coaching industry. So that was my bad. And it was a very expensive mistake, <laughs> but it was good because then it forced me to start looking. And then I found other coaches, excuse me, I found other coaches that did know my business. And so now, even now I'm in a business mastermind with other life coaches who are building multiple six figure businesses. And how did whole, you
0: get in there? Was this I, through your other, you know, we
1: mm-hmm. need so, brass
0: tacks here. <laughs> oh yes,
1: absolutely. So through the life coach school, I was introduced to another coach named Stacy Bayman. So she is a life coach, again, multiple six, seven figures, multiple seven figure business here, serious entrepreneur. She always talks about how she went from selling mops at Walmart to now multi-million dollar life coach entrepreneur. So she is a coach who helps other life coaches make money. And she has a mastermind that I joined. I had to apply. I had to prove my income. Very in expensive, second. right,
0: Carrie? Very it was expensive. not
1: cheap. It's 25. I'll just say it's $25,000, but yeah. it, was worth it. it was worth every penny to me because I knew that she was going to home me get to where I wanted to be in my business, because my goal is to provide just as much value as a life coach as I did as a physician, if not better, because it's on my terms. So, but I needed help. I needed somebody to guide me and show me like, I could learn from her mistakes. So that's where I'm in now. I'm currently in this mastermind and it has been worth... Every cent, um, she so is good. Saying
0: we need to spend money to make money, you guys. Like, my mind is blown, Carrie, because you are actually giving actual monetary. Like, again, as women were like, Oh, it was a lot, or Oh, it was a She's like, I took a six figure pay cut, I went all in on myself, I invested in a $25,000 mastermind. Like, you guys, this is real stuff. Like, this is how you get to her level. Not saying you have to. But like, you can't be afraid to invest in yourself, whatever that looks like, whatever that looks like. Um, And so it paid off big. So I assume, like, how'd you get your website? Like, was that built through the mastermind? you hire a technical architect? Like, how do you do all that stuff?
1: Yeah. So I actually, so again, this is just talking to people. So the key things that I have learned is in order to be a successful life coach. And again, I think this applies to so many things is, you know, and this is straight from Stacey Bayman. You meet as many people as possible. You tell them that you're a life coach and you make offers to help them. Like those are her three essential tenets. which again is not rocket science, right? Like none of this is rocket science, but to me, I was like, Oh, like I have to tell people, like, I can't just like finish my coach training and expect that like people are just going to like lie through the doors. You have to make offers to help them. And so I just started talking. So I started talking at my kid's grade school birthday party where he was running around. And I talked to the woman next to me and found out that she was a graphic designer and she builds websites. So I was like, hey, I need help. I need a website. How about I coach you and you build my website? And so she did. So she built my website.
0: I am finding there's a lot of like, I provide this service, you provide this service, let's, ex- let's exchange services yeah. in the entrepreneurial realm, right? Yeah. So yep. you helped her, she helped you. Your website's awesome, by the way. And you cool. launched that when, was it two years ago?
1: Two years ago. It used to be, so I used to be called My Why Fitness. That was like my first name. And then I was like, forget that. I want my name on the, like on the website. So then I switched over and made myself into a dot .com. So now it's .com. And she built both websites for me. <laughs> I wrote all the copy and wrote all the stuff. And then she did all the like behind the scenes web stuff.
0: So I think as entrepreneurs, a lot of us are afraid to outsource. And Tiffany mentioned, and it was a great comment, Tiffany, that people are afraid they're not going to get ROI on mm-hmm. massive investments, right? And so I have listened to so many coaches they are like, what are you good at? Stick to what you're good at. Carrie is great at life coaching and fitness and health and well but Carrie can't build a website so Carrie needs to find someone to go build a website but people just don't think about again making the investment in themselves and their businesses to show up like tight and right as I always say and you got the pictures Carrie yeah. the pictures are baller right it yeah. matters
1: Thank you. No, and and even my, it's so funny that you say that because as you were talking, I was thinking about the photographer who did my website. I worked with him three times now and I will always go back to him. And he was the one who said, if you're going to do it, Do it right the first time. And I was like, damn, that's good. And it's so true. I mean, it's very simple, but it's so true. I mean, he did really nice pictures. We put together a really clean website. Now, I will say, I actually hired somebody to teach me about landing pages because I was like, I don't know how to do this. Mm -hmm. The person who designed my website could only go so far. And I was like, I don't want to keep bothering her. And I was like, I really want to learn this for myself. Mm -hmm. So I hired another woman. And we've done multiple Zoom calls together to learn about the back end so that I have my, you know, um, my MailChimp, I have my landing pages, I have my WordPress, I have WP, I have the forms, all the things. So now I can do it myself. And that's really empowering because I've always said, like, I'm afraid of tech, but I'm not anymore because they they taught you how. how.
0: Yeah. somebody. They, me. they don't want to do it forever either. They don't want their admins doing it. They want to pass the torch back to you. That's what I've learned with the person that built my stuff yeah. Is and you guys. So find somebody, if you need help, like we can help you. She can refer you. I'm sure people would love the money, yeah. you know, but here's the thing, like don't waste 30 hours of your day learning to tinker and build a website. Like you outsource the things, stay in your realm of genius. Right. So, yeah. okay. So do you do like paid ads and stuff?
1: No, not yet. I don't so even it's, know.
0: It's still all networking.
1: It's all, it's been, everything has been organic. Like I've been very, very fortunate that I have a nearly full client panel right now. There's some like, I mean, the way that I do my program, there's, I have a couple of spaces open, but I have done it all through organic marketing, all through people I know, friends of friends. I've only just recently started a newsletter and I've only just recently started writing direct sales emails in my, like in my mail list. Um, so I'm, I've been very fortunate. Um, so I don't know when paid ads are going to fall in, maybe somewhere when I'm starting a group program, but for right now I've been really lucky that I haven't needed to do it.
0: Do you get more from Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn? I know the answer on LinkedIn, but more from Facebook or Instagram or neither. Probably
1: from my podcast, to be honest. Um, I think between, I would say maybe, maybe more from Facebook, just because I feel like that was where I started. And then I branched out. That's our
0: age group, Carrie.
1: Right, I know. Your, avatar, right. your ideal yeah. client
0: is on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, so
1: that's and that's where most of this, I would say, probably Facebook, and then second would be my podcast. Um, so yes, so those would be the two places where I've where I've gotten the most clients.
0: How does one start a podcast? I mean, I know, but I'm asking you to help us.
1: I'll, I'll just admit it to you. I wasted an, a year of my life, like hemming and hawing about it. And then I finally, again, I outsourced, I paid somebody to do it because I was okay. like, I don't know what I'm doing. Produce
0: it and everything. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, so I I did a ton of research. I did a bunch of recordings. I got the editing software and I was wasting hours and hours and hours of my time. And I was like, this is not worth it to me. My zone is writing. I love to write. I love to create content. I love to create intellectual property. Um, I really enjoy podcasting, but but I do not enjoy the back end piece of it, so I hired somebody. Um, so again, I mean, my philosophy is to take the money that I make from my business right now and invest get it back invested. into my business. Yeah. Back into how much do business.
0: you pay per podcast for producing?
1: It's per month, and it's twelve hundred a oh. month. It's twelve hundred a month.
0: You get four, or is yeah. it unlimited? Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: it's four. Mm-hmm.
0: I asked because I was on a guy's podcast yesterday, and he told me he pays three hundred per podcast for production. I was like, I feel like that's high. So I don't know. Um,
1: Actually, that's well. That'd be twelve because that's twelve hundred a month. Um, okay.
0: So that's a line then,
1: because like,
0: I yeah. don't have a podcast, so I don't know. So
1: yeah, Yet, <laughs> right? Yet, um, no. I was kidding. I mean, I don't know where you're where you're headed, but I can totally see yeah. a podcast yeah. in your future. Um, but no, I mean, again, it was a big investment. It was a big expense, but I knew for me that was the next way to get my message out. And so for me, it was worth it. And I had put that in my budget. I had planned ahead and knew how many clients and what I needed to do in order to be able to make it financially reasonable. Um, So it made sense. And and again, I've already seen the return on that because I got plenty of emails and contacts and leads and consultations and now clients because of the podcast. So it's most definitely been worth it.
0: How do you get people to listen, follow to your podcast? This is an organic question from me. Yeah. How are you pumping a podcast?
1: All social media. I mean, really, it's social media. Friends of friends, my clients. Um, I mean, I will I will put in a plug for it wherever I can without being obnoxious. Of course, I have a newsletter that I send out once a week and it usually tells what the podcast is about. Um, I have a Facebook group for physician moms that I run um, and I have they actually helped me name it, name it. Um, So I have pumped it out there Um, and then all of my social media channels. Um, So, yeah, how do we find it? It's Strong as a Working Mom, and it's on all the podcast platforms. It's on um, Apple. It's on Spotify. It's it's on my website. It's on, it's on any of the major podcast platforms.
0: So if you guys haven't noticed, Carrie is laser focused on her avatar. So Eric, Carrie, I always talk about the avatar. Your avatar is the one you try to attract. Yeah. She's the one you speak their language, right? Like you yeah. speak the language of the working mom, right? Yep. The burned out, tired, fluffy, Working mom, fluffies, but like the working mom who's just just exhausted, and then you help guide them back to wealth. So we always talk. I'm like, don't you feel like it's good to be laser focused? Because Carrie, I know you said you have male clients, but it could be strong as a working parent. But like lasering in on those people matters, doesn't it? Because you still attract the others, yeah, but you definitely hit the ones you're looking for, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I felt for me, I wanted to really get clear on who I'm talking to and not every one of my clients is a mom. And again, right now I have a man, I've had a couple of men who've just reached out and been like, Hey, The, the person I'm coaching now, he found me through the podcast. His wife actually sent him the podcast. I was like, you should listen to this. And then he reached out and was like, Hey, do you coach men? I was like, sure. Like I'm not, I mean, why not?
0: yeah, right. I I feel that way too. Just laser focus, you guys, and other people will say, I know you only work with this type, but would you consider me? And you're like, heck yeah. But they appreciate the focus. Carrie, what are you, looking back, what would you have done differently or wish you had or maybe nothing?
1: Well, uh, I wish I would have gotten out of my own way sooner. Honestly, Um, I started this process. I will never forget it because I went to a conference. So I I did all my training in Chicago. I was in Chicago for 14 years. I'm in Grand Rapids, Michigan now. I did all of my training in Chicago. And before I left... I went to a non-clinical careers for physicians conference. It was in 2013 because we had Noah a year later. I was pregnant at the time with our second. And I went to this conference in Chicago in 2013 because at that point already, I knew that I was not gonna be practicing medicine for forever. So fast forward to October of 2022, where I was on that same stage Giving the lecture about physician opportunities as a coach. So it came full circle, but it took me nine years to get out of my own way. So I wish I had done it sooner. I wish I knew about life coaching sooner. But again, what was I, you know, what was I gonna do? Um, again, I had mentioned my first coach was a multi-million dollar landscaper, super nice man, don't get me wrong, super nice man. He actually introduced me to the photographer but um well, it
0: still worked out it was So it did
1: it did and he still he actually became my client for a while so it was pretty cool. Nice. It, it all came full circle yeah um but to have somebody that knew what i was trying to do and i think that really understood having an online business because it's so very different mm-hmm. um so i think that would have been really helpful and to when i started out I got a CRM agency. Again, I was outsourcing because I didn't know what I was doing. So I just kept spending all of this money.
0: Yep, it's scary.
1: And customer, uh, It was the customer relationship management software and it was so expensive and it was worthless for me because I hadn't built my brand. I hadn't built my audience. I had no idea who I was talking to at that point. So it was a waste. It was a huge waste of money when I could have been doing the organic marketing all on my own. Um, so yeah, so don't make my expensive mistakes.
0: <laughs> okay. The, I think the number one thing though, the, the thing that is most important and applies to all of us is like, get out of your own way. Stop overthinking it. Start moving your feet. I think what I see is like so much analysis paralysis. I'm like, well, what if, what if, what if? I'm like, what if I walk out of my house right now and I'm hit by a bus? I mean, we don't know, but do you want to get busy making the life you want? Or do you want to just sit on your couch and think and ponder and worry like that pays you zero? So that's the key takeaway for me. Well,
1: and this is honestly what you say is exactly what I coach them because I've started to transition into doing some career coaching now and it's been so fun. Yes, um, so I've started to work with other women. Most of them, most of my career clients are women who are like, okay, I want to do what you do. Like, help me figure this out. Not necessarily coaching, but like, I want to make a pivot. Help me. Um, but exactly what you're talking about, we find what I found over and over again is that there's this drama of indecision. Should I do this? What do I do this? How about I do this? How do I do this? looking for the right answer, right? Like it would be so nice if there was a right answer as to like, okay, this is how you get out. This is how you do it. Here is your checkbox. That's what I was looking for. I wanted a checkbox and there was none. But when you make a decision, You make it the right one, right? Like there's the right decision, and then there's the decision that you make right. So I just chose, I chose personal training. I was like, okay, that's kind of the right decision, but it's not quite there yet. But it was not until I made that decision that the next steps became clear to me. But it felt really good to get out of that drama of what do I do? What do I how about this? How about that? I'm gonna do personal training. Let's see where that takes me. Right. And then I got to the next step and I got to the nutrition coaching. I was like, okay, where is this going to take me? But by being in that indecision, you're swimming nowhere. Make a decision and make it the right one. I cannot stress that enough. Cannot stress it enough.
0: New tagline make a <laughs> decision and make it the right one. Okay. Carrie, like, I'm seriously blown away by this. These always go directions I didn't expect. You You are just fire right now. So do you have negativity? Are people ever nasty? Are they hating on you? Do you ever have a client that's like, you suck? I mean, I can't imagine, but we deal with so much negativity in our businesses. So make us feel normal.
1: Oh, it's normal. Yes. Um, I mean... I do a lot of consultations, right? Like I have a file for all of my consultations and I put a little red dot for the ones that say yes. And I have a lot of no's. And every time you get a no, it it doesn't feel good. Like it just feels like a failure, right? But what I've learned, and I only learned this through coaching was that The worst thing that happens is that you fail at something, right? Like there's a big difference that I've really had to coach myself on is that you can fail at something, or you can make it mean that you're a failure. I choose to make it mean that I failed at something. And the worst that happens when you do that is you feel something, right? Like the worst thing that happens when you try something and it doesn't go well is you feel something. And it's that feeling, it's that feeling, whether it's rejection, shame, embarrassment, disappointment, whatever it is, it's that feeling that keeps us from trying, Right. Like that's, it's that feeling. It's not, it's not the fear of actually doing the thing. It's the fear of how we're going to feel afterwards if it doesn't go well. But what I realized now is that I can handle that. I can do that and I can accept the no and I can have my own back and come out on the other side. Like that for me is huge. And the other piece to this, and I would, I would screen this from the rooftops is that you are not your offer. And it has taken me a really long time to separate that. So when I do a consult with somebody, they're like, Okay. I tell them my price and I tell them what they get. And especially, it's usually the price. And they're like, I have to think about it. Or I talk to my husband, like always those two, I got to think about it. And I need to talk to my husband. I'm like, okay, we're going somewhere. Right. And I have to remind myself that I am not my offer. So if they are rejecting my offer, That's fine, but they're not rejecting me as a person, right? I had to make that huge separation. And I think that's so, so important because often we get our self concept tied up in our business, right? Because we've worked our asses off to get here. But we have to remember that there's us and there's our business, right? And they are separate. So you're not your offer. And it's okay if somebody doesn't want it. It just means they weren't your best client. And that means that that other best client is out there somewhere. So that was a huge, huge lesson for me. I'm still learning. I'm still learning. I mean, it still doesn't feel good when somebody says no, but now I know that I can handle it and I can come out on the other side just fine and I'll keep going.
0: Wow. I also invite you, let's talk about that offer real quick. You know, tomorrow night I'm having Daniel Gian, who's like the billion dollar sales coach. So your tactic is perfect. We might also feather in some layers to this. So I hope you join us tomorrow night, but oh my God, Carrie, you're like giving us so much fire. Okay. So one time you felt failure. I mean, I know we talked about haters. Okay. Yeah. And how you're like, this is, I'm separating myself from my price and my offering, <laughs> but like, they have to get in your head sometimes. Like, do you ever sit there and think, did I make the right choice? Do you ever live life in the rear view? I don't believe you do, but like, it's a normal thing. So has that ever happened for you?
1: Well, so I want to make sure. I or did, you,
0: did anyone ever say like, like, were you ever like now here I am, but Like, woulda, shoulda, coulda. I'm worried it's not going to work. I'm worried that this isn't going to take off, which seemingly it has. But I think for a lot of us in direct sales, we have that initial growth. And we're like, yes, we're running. We're doing this. It's happening. And then there's a little lull. And you start second-guessing yourself. And you're like... Maybe I should go back to my corporate job, which for you, I can't even fathom, Carrie. But like, you know, I mean, again, you burned the bridge, but like, there's always a way you can find yourself back. And I always tell people like, no, you have to keep betting on yourself. You will not disappoint yourself. Stay the course. And I've listened to enough podcasts and coaches to be like, the minute you quit was like the minute you were right on the verge of like a life changing breakthrough, but you quit 30 seconds too soon. So like, have you ever had that fear of failure? Are you like, girl, I spent so much money. I can't afford to fail. Oh, I know I'm
1: not quitting. Like there's no, quitting here. like I went in again. I mean, I took those baby steps, but then when I finally turned, I mean, it was the best day ever when I turned in that resignation letter, because I knew I was never turning back. Oh my God. Ask my husband. I'm a thousand times happier. I wake up every day. Wednesdays are my busiest days. Those are my days. I coach my face off. Like those are my coach, my face off. I love them. I enjoy what I do. There's no way I'm turning back. No, and I've learned to trust my gut. Like I, I know that I'm a safe bet. And if everything, if my entire business went to pot, I could start over again because I have up here. I have the skills, I have the foundation, and I have the tenacity to get it done. So oh, no, yes. I mean, I, if I, ha- I've already like yes, I've already got plans for like okay, what do I do when I get older and I'm of retired age? Then who am I going to coach? Like I've got all kinds of ideas. So I'm only just getting started. <laughs>
0: okay, and I can see a lot of my scout and seller friends on here like. She's a dream. Y'all know she's busy. And you don't, you don't drink, right, Carrie?
1: No, no, I have. So I've had like three gastric ulcers. So like I don't really drink alcohol.
0: Yeah, let me be clear. This is my team. You don't need to drink to market the products. But the point is, no, you guys, Carrie. But I'm we're all like salivating because she, you guys, is she not like the person, the inspiration, like the one that we're all looking for that's like gonna change our business. And the reality is. People like Carrie are out there. We just need to find them. So, Carrie, tell us everything you're doing now. It's so exciting. I can tell it lights you up. What are you doing for women? How are you coaching? Nutrition? What is tell us everything?
1: Yes. So I work full-time as a one-on-one life coach. So I'm a life coach. successful women, basically women who've checked all the boxes, they've got the career, they've got the job, maybe they have the house, the kids, the dog, whatever. They've checked all the boxes and in the process probably haven't taken the best care of themselves. So I work with them on my three pillars, eating, moving, and thinking. So pretty much everything I do relates to those three things. Oftentimes they'll come to me because they have lifestyle choices that have not led them down the best path. So maybe they're overweight or they want to lose weight. They haven't exercised since high school or college. Maybe they are totally fried out from their jobs and are trying to figure out how to prioritize themselves better. So it could be any one or all three of those things and many more. Um, And so they come to me for those sort of things. So again, I work with them on all three of those pieces. So we work with them to create their own nutrition plan. I don't have a one size, like you must do this. There's no like you must do keto or intermittent fasting or anything because each one of my clients comes in with their own needs so we write their nutrition protocol together which is super fun so i can guide them because i know things now but i guide them and they create their own protocol and then from the movement piece if they want to start exercising or if they want to amp up their exercise i guide them on that some of my women do peloton and some of them have strength training programs some of them follow the workouts i post on youtube it just depends so there's no one size fits all here and then we meet one on one every week for 45 minutes to do the life coaching piece because that's the that's the key piece that brings brings it all together. So we come up
0: with the a plan. life coaching is the key piece, right? Okay. Like that's always my lowest, like I'm least interested in that. But that's like the most important for you, right? Like it is.
1: It really is. I mean, I've tried, again, I've I've learned this only by trying, right? Like you learn the how by doing. So I tried the personal training all by itself, just the fitness. That didn't work. I tried adding on the nutrition. That did not work. But then once I helped women clean out their brains and see their minds and how their negative self-talk and self-sabotage was totally holding them back, things changed. So yes, so that life coaching piece, that's where it's at. That's the money piece.
0: So you are also, if I may, a bikini competitor, right? Like, okay. So I don't know the there, I know they're all different, whatever. But you guys, when you talk about discipline and you talk about like tenacity and like not quitting, I'm like, I have seen the transformations. I mean, you were fly before, Carrie. don't get me wrong. But <laughs> I saw what the discipline did for you. And don't you feel like so much of your business, your health, your wealth, our businesses, it's just discipline. It's just doing what you don't want to do over yes. and over. And it really is. It's when you sit
1: down at the computer and you're like, okay, I don't have anything to say in social media right now. I have nothing to post about. And you're like, well- I plan for this exact moment. That's exactly what discipline is. Discipline is I'm going to sit down at 930 this morning and write a post. And you make that plan the night before knowing full well that at 930, when you sit down, you are not going to want to do it, but you do it anyway because you plan in advance and then you follow through in your commitment. I mean, that's discipline. It's living in integrity with your commitments and then you do it and it feels so freaking good afterwards because you did the thing and you prove to yourself that you've got your own back and we make a commitment is as good as done. That's huge. <laughs>
0: Okay, Um, I'm looking to see if there's any other questions on the live stream. Okay, so where do we find you?
1: So I'm on all the like channels. Um, my website is kerryhollandmd.com. Two R's, two L's. Um, I'm at YouTube. I have so I have like kind of a funky YouTube page. It's just me doing crazy. It's not even crazy. It's me doing workouts. I post workouts there six days a oh, week. Oh, I
0: haven't seen that. I gotta so check.
1: So it's not super fancy. Don't get me wrong. But during the pandemic, when my clients had no place to exercise, I was like, what can I do for them? So I started videotaping myself. I mean, in my gym hair, five o'clock in the morning, like no makeup, doing moves, and I put to, and I saved all of those videos, and I put together workouts. So now I write the workouts and I write set and rep counts and I post it every day and well, six days a week on YouTube. Hey, okay, awesome. you're my
0: new person, Carrie. I spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a year. I'm not kidding on a personal trainer. My daughter got me addicted to this YouTube girl growing Anna's. I don't know. She's in like Belgium. Anyway, I tag her all the time. I do her workouts. I have even better results than awesome. I did with the trainer because I can do a little bit every day instead of like three times a week, hardcore, and I'm sore and miserable. So I'm going to follow you and start doing your, I didn't know you had the YouTube. I knew everything else. So they're really
1: short. They're just short. From- no, they're, they're just short video demonstrations. Okay. So I'm not like doing guided 30 minute workouts or anything. It's just these are your oh, okay.
0: So I before and after Carrie Holland body or anything. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, no, but I so I have that. I'm on Instagram at Carrie Holland MD. Um, I'm on Facebook uh, you'll find me at Carrie Holland MD. And then oh the podcast is strong as a working mom. And then I'm on LinkedIn too.
0: Where what's the end game from you? Where is Carrie Holland going now? So you left your you know, you left everything that was safe. Bet on yourself, burn the bridge, and I love saying "burn the bridge" because I think once you do that—I've said it a million times—you know, like there is no going back. I think it's important. So, where are you heading now? As we we all follow your journey. Well,
1: I've really gotten into—I like speaking. I like being on the stage and talking to people. Last year, when I went, so when when I was talking about coming back full circle and doing that conference. I spoke to a room full ugh, room full of 400 physicians and I came back and I told my husband, I was like, I felt like Beyonce. It was the best thing ever. It was so much fun um, to be able to talk about what I do and to talk about how important it is to take care of your physical body just as you do your mind. Um, it like lit me up in a way I've never experienced. So I'm getting into more public speaking. So I'm applying to a lot more conferences Um, So hopefully I will be like doing more speaking. Um, And in the meantime, like I said, I'm starting to do transitioning into even more career coaching. So now when I meet with people, it could be a number of things. It could be for fitness. It could be for lifestyle. It could be for career coaching. And I think that's fun. So I like having that variety. And then again, I just-
0: You that stage speaking. I need to, your minimum (laughs) needs to be $25,000 for an hour. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I don't know what you're toying with, but I'm gonna set the bottom for you right there. I'll be your business manager.
1: Okay. That's fine. Talk to
0: Tara, you. you go through me. Okay. <laughs> Everyone. But that's so exciting. But then again, my, my question would be, well, how do you get in those circles? And it's exactly what she said the entire time. You guys it's networking. It's yeah. finding those people. It's not sitting idle. It's moving your feet, having the conversations, asking for help it You really know, is. Asking for who they use.
1: It's putting your name out there. Like I started looking for conferences. I started Googling like women's wellness conferences, women in business conferences. I reached out even to some of my clients who were in high level and was like, Hey, who are the people that do your like wellness conferences and like, do like your burnout prevention? So If they don't know you want to do it, they can't help you. So don't be afraid to throw out those boomerangs and see what comes back. If you've ever read anything by John Acuff, I don't know if you're familiar with him at all, but he has written tons of books about career transition and he just has so many good things to say and he calls it boomerangs. When you go to a job, any job, any job that you're in, you meet people and it's like, It's like a boomerang. You never know when it's going to come back to you. So, like you and me, I mean, what? It was like 1990 something? Well, you went back to salvage.
0: So, you went back to 89.
1: Oh my God, it was like 30 years ago, right? And like here we are. It's a boomerang that came back. You know what I mean? And like we will continue to support each other. So, everywhere you go, just talk, right? Like you never know. I always say, like, level
0: up someone else's business. Like I said, like, if you have nothing to post on social media today, To the group, not I'm not talking to you, Carrie. Your social media fly. Talk about a business that you use, a toothbrush, like just level. Help someone else elevate, and it in turn elevates you. Don't you think? I find that a lot. And then we'll take questions in one one minute. But I wanted to tell you, I want to connect you because again, this is all about connections. A girl I work with, Erin Gurner, is a life coach for burnt out attorneys. She doesn't do the fitness and wellness; it's the mindset. But I was like, I'm thinking like your next evolution could be like you specify on burnt out MDs, GIs, OBs, dentists, you know, like whatever. We're like, you've been doing this for so long, but just because you've done it for 25 years doesn't mean that's the next phase for you. And like people don't understand that. I talked to my MD the other day. She's like, I want to go the holistic route, but I don't know how I want to get out of mercy. She's mercy, mercy doctor. She's like, I want to get out of here. I just don't know how, like, let me connect you with my functional doctor. Like she, so this, these are the conversations you guys. These are how things happen. I'm going to smash a defibrillator onto your business. If you aren't exactly where you want to be in your direct selling company, something needs to drastically change. If you've been consistent and still haven't crushed top rank, I want to burn the entire metropolis you've created and build it back differently. Join me at igniteandlaunch.com. If any of this is resonating with you, make sure you join us over at Ignite and Launch Society. Want to get to know me better? I'm Jennifer Schultz Jones across all social media channels and of course my favorite, LinkedIn. Want more information on anything we talked about today? Click the link in the show notes. If this brought you any value, please rate and review on Apple or Spotify. See you next time.